0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, welcome aboard. Uh, We're uh, in the midst of the girls' districts. In fact, we'll have district finals coming up. Either tonight or tomorrow, depending on the weather and where you're at.
2: Well, I know Um, at least uh, the Armada district's already pushed to tomorrow at noon, so uh, Saturday at noon. Yeah. Uh,
1: Boys basketball regular season winding uh, down uh, this uh, week, uh, and their districts will begin on uh, Monday, and we'll have some other big news From uh, the uh, boys basketball uh, circuit But we're going to start off ladies first Because they're already in the postseason We had district play uh, on uh, Wednesday And uh, we'll uh, talk about that And look at uh, who's still standing uh, As far as girls basketball is concerned In just a moment When you run with us on a Gator UTV The engine has your full attention The herd takes notice
2: Marysville.
1: Um, And uh, let's uh, start with uh, Wednesday, Brady, girls basketball game that I saw. I, I want to tell you what, uh, the Lons Cruz North uh, District, the two games that I watched were really good basketball games against teams that were comparatively close. And I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that in the Northern Anchor Bay. I did expect it with PH, Lance Cruz North. Lance Cruz North was playing at home. I thought that that would... They had had two close games. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, th- I thought what I got was what I was going to get. I was hoping PH would win, but um, you know, they tied it with an exciting three-point shot late, and then they gave up a basket with six seconds to go, and they lost by two. Northern, I, I really wasn't expecting this, but Northern really played tough. They had a good game plan. They they played good basketball. They had their moments where they remind you that they're a young team, but you can forgive them for it because
2: they have their moments where they look like they're a lot older and a lot more experienced. Well, you always have coaches tell you, hey, by the end of the year, my freshmen need to be playing like sophomores, and my sophomores need to be playing like juniors and seniors. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what um, – Jade
1: Freeman can score the basketball and she can create for herself, but she had 25 points, Brady. But she had 25 points
2: playing in Northern System, right? And there that was the thing that you kind of saw she had to figure out is yeah, you know, if she wants to, they make it like a street ball game where they just go up and down, trade baskets. So you, you use the term pond hockey sometimes yep. on the ice, but. Yeah, they can trade baskets, but it's not usually the cleanest. It was finding the, the, the role in the system and how to do it within it. And yeah, that's the biggest difference between what you have 26 in the game. She had 25. 25. And some, when she'd score 25 before, sometimes it would be a little one on one.
1: Yeah. And, and again, she's their first option, but if it's not open, they were running plays to other kids. Shannon Falco hit three threes and finished with nine points. Kate Nichols hit a couple of threes and had uh, eight uh, points. Uh, Madison Ramo had three points in the game. Marissa Ramo had two points. Um, and, and they had a short bench. Uh, and the kid that I felt for was Charlotte Eastman because she had some good looks and she took some good shots and she was just snake bit in this game. She couldn't, it was one of those nights, halfway down, pops back out, rolls around the rim and hangs there and falls off Touched instead every of going square in. square inch of the iron before deciding, I don't want to. Yeah, uh, and, and so it, it was a tough game for her and she fouled out at the end and, and that, that was an emotional moment because, uh, again, the, the stat sheet will say that she had a bad night. I didn't think she had a bad night. I thought she had a good game and Sometimes you got to get a a little bit of luck. You got to get something to go your way. She left
2: her horseshoe at home.
1: Yeah. Um, And for Anchor Bay, I saw something I've never seen before, and I don't think I will ever see again. What's that? A shot landed on the heel of the basket and stayed there. Not a free throw. Not a free throw. It didn't get was stuck it layup? Be, It didn't get stuck between the backboard and the the rim like you'll see sometimes. Mm. You know the shot will stick in there. Mm. It was Peyton Lee on a stick back, and the ball landed on the heel and just stayed there.
2: That's a rarity. I mean, you'll see it once in a while in college basketball, but to see it in person's a little jarring. Like
1: like you're everybody just kind of stood there and looked to see if it was going to roll off or roll in for a second and then the officials finally blew the whistle and said it's a jump ball guys. They have to go get not- this way. have to go get another basketball to, to yeah, get they, it down. <laughs> they were running to get one out one of the refs like grabbed on the the net and, just to shake it just to shake it and and jar it loose. Um but uh PA uh, Northern did a, a real good job on Lee, held her to two points in the first half and then Anchor Bay came out in the third quarter and that's the quarter that they, you know, they did the best in because they were down three at the half, and they won the third quarter sixteen to eleven, and half of those points were Lee. She got eight points in the third, where every time down they're like, "We're getting it into the post." They don't have anybody who can match up with Peyton. We're going to get her involved in this game, and once they did, it, it kind of got them rolling. And their other players started to thrive as well. Um, Julia Tekachik is a freshman. It's a hard name to say. Hmm. It's an even harder name to spell. Um, she's a good player. She's hard like, to guard, too. I, I've I've seen her twice this year. She had 24 the first time up at Northern. She had 14 in in this game and is just like... She's young, right? She's very young she's a freshman so her
2: and freeman are going to be going back and forth yeah. for a while
1: yeah and uh, gabriel uh, td had 14 points in the game um, and uh, anger base got some some players are, are they as good as the other teams that are left you know are are they going to beat dakota i don't know but they're not a bad bad basketball team and northern
2: played them tough well, okay, they're, they're better than Northern, and Northern almost beat them. Well, and Northern, there's a marked improvement from the beginning of the season to the end, and that's what you needed to see. Now for a season that, when you look back in the history books, people aren't going to think much of it. They're going to see you lost in the first round of district and you finished, what, fifth in your league. But you see the signs of something where, if I had to put in an early guess for most improved team by record... Northern's probably going to be my guess because if they put in the record or the put in the work in the offseason, if they can stay together and get that time in June where a lot of growth happens for teams, they went seven and sixteen this year. Would I be crazy to say they could flip that record next year? Be sixteen and seven. Be a team we talk about in a district final a year from now. You lose one player, Jadison DeHaas, and she came off the bench for Northern. You're bringing back all five starters, Dennis. That's a rarity. Whether it's boys, girls, you don't yep. often bring back basically ninety five percent of your scoring. Yeah. Well, you're bringing back all all five uh, starters uh, plus your 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 sixth player. Yeah. Pearl um, Porin, and I think she's a. A shooter that doesn't lack confidence if she can develop another year she could be deadly coming off the bench I like this northern team a year from now they took a lot of bumps along the way but they seem to be rowing in the same direction moving forward and if they do if they can keep this group together I could see them taking a big step from last year from this year to next year but It's not guaranteed. It's not going to happen just through osmosis. They're going to have to keep working at it. But if they the the progression from the end of the year to to, or the start of the year to the end of the year, if you keep that pace up from the end of the year to the start of next year, I think Northern's going to be a dangerous team. Well, uh, my my only
1: like thing that I'd like to see is their depth. They're a little short, right? Um. So I'd like to see them get a couple more kids. Who you know can help them again? They don't have to be stars. Uh, they don't have to score twenty a night. But just get in the game and and take some minutes so that you can rest some people, or that when you get into foul trouble, you have capable bodies that you're comfortable with giving minutes to.
2: Well, and the other thing is, I know this is no fault of anyone there, but if they could just get one decently sized player because that's the one knock and obviously coach rossi can't go out and make a trade or anything no but, but if
1: they had jersey mcgregor this year they don't lose this game
2: no no if but if they not even someone that big if just if they could find someone five foot ten, five foot 11 just to be a little bit of a presence inside i think that would help them out a ton but obviously that's not really in anyone's control all right go out to armada where I had two games on Wednesday, Marysville, Marine City, and Marysville won this game in the first quarter. Marine City came out flat. It was sixteen nothing Marysville before anyone could sit down and then get into the flow of the game. At one point, Marysville was leading by twenty-two, and I went, "Am I going to get a running clock in the first game?" Because there was a small part of me going. Well, that would keep us on schedule. <laughs> uh, Marysville was up 17 at the half. Both sides kind of figured it out in the second quarter. It was 16-15. to 15. Marine City chipped it away. They got it to within, I think, s- 7 or 8 in the third quarter. Uh, it ended up going into the fourth and 11-point lead, and Marine City ran out of gas. They only scored five points in the fourth. Marysville wins 46-37. So, Marine City didn't roll over and die after a disastrous start, but they just couldn't get anything going. And Marysville had two leading scorers. Ava Grant with seventeen, Avery Walters excuse me, Avery Walters with eighteen, Ava Grant with seventeen. That's a really nice game for for those two players. Now that's thirty-five of their forty-six points. They, they almost outscored them just the two of them, but yeah. no one for Marine City could get going. Uh Dietland had eight a lot of it in the second half. Uh, Jade Blanchard ended with just six points. Uh, Olivia Volkman, six points. Sydney Smith was actually the leading scorer. She had 10. She was the only one in double figures. Marysville's defense just threw Marine City off, and by the time they figured it out, it was too little too late because once she got down 16-2 to two at the end of one and Marysville was up 17 at the half, I'm not saying they stopped trying, but you could tell they put it in cruise control a little bit. They just let it ride out to the end, and when their defense needed to tighten it up, they tightened it up, and Marine City never got closer than seven. All right, so,
1: uh, again, I've been favoring Marysville all the way, but Marine City is a a good team,
2: Brady. They just can't seem to get over the hump, though, with Marysville. I think some of it's mental. I mean, how many games in a row have they lost to Marysville? They lost thrice last year. Um, I don't know if they played in the COVID year, but that's six straight losses now to Marysville. It gets in your head at some point. It's hard to break that barrier. And I I don't know what it is. Um, because last year in the districts, they gave Marysville all they could handle. Uh, but Marysville has almost widen the gap from the start of the year to the end. And I and you're right, Marine City ends the season 18 and 5 and 3 of those 5 losses were to Marysville. Yeah, I mean, that's significant
1: when you look at that. You go, you know, this is this is a team we saw some just scores this year. That they they beat teams by 50 a couple of times. Yeah. Um we know that they're really solid and, and that there's some depth. Like, we don't even talk about Sidney Smith, but she does something every game. Yeah, But she's just kind of in the background because we're focused on, on Jade and on Jocelyn Dietland and on Volkman. But, but, you know, they've got a lot of talent there, and but for whatever reason, and Marysville's good too, but, I mean, when you play as much as they do, Six times in the last two years, and in the last two years, Marine City's won over thirty ball games. Yeah, you're like, how do they not win one of those games? Right. How do they not win a couple of them? Right. I look at it and go, okay, they should split right down the middle and be three and
2: three. And Mary just dominates them. They really have, and outside of that district game, a lot of them haven't like gone down to the wire. At some point, it's a mental thing, Dennis. You see it more in like football than anything. Like it's it's the flip in football with these two schools. But sometimes you just have a mental block, and sometimes like if this Marysville team was wearing Algonac's jerseys, use them as an example. Marine City might win two of the six. They might split down the middle, but I think at some point it's the jersey messes with your head whether it's a conscious thought or not it's all right we haven't beat them that's I, I I think the last time they would have played in the the 19 season the, the year I got cut off by COVID I think they at least split or was a close one but either way none of these girls were really playing then it is a mental thing and they have to figure out a way to get over the hump because Marysville has just had their number and they're a really good team and they just continue to develop Dennis, I liked Ava Grant last year, but if you would asked me at the beginning of this year if Ava Grant would have been someone to score 17 points in a district game, probably wouldn't have believed it, but she has developed into a really, really nice player for Marysville.
1: Yeah, uh, just, uh, I, again, I thought, you know, and Anna Oles wasn't a great scorer, but she was right. a rebounder and a leader, and I'm like, how do you re- replace that?
2: You can't replace that. They've kind of replaced it. Yeah, I mean, Ava Grant is... Just a tornado out there. Sometimes you got to reel her in, but as a coach, every coach would rather reel someone in than try to get them going. And she's been great for them. I mean, I think she had the first seven points for, for Marysville, first six points, and kick-started their offense. And then Walters got into the flow of things, and Marysville only had four girls that scored. Kara Miller had six. Ryan Quain had seven. That was the scoring for Marysville out with Grant and Walters, but it was enough. but the the thing is is that the, the
1: kids that don't score all contribute something to the game. Megan Winston did not score, but she made an impact. Yeah they really made an impact. Their defense is just stupid
2: good. Yeah, and they they're finish. relentless. Yes, they are. Second game of that night was Saint Clair Armada, and I had no idea what to expect in this game. These two teams hadn't met yet. We knew Armada has gone through some injuries, so the the thirteen and eight record might not be the most conclusive record out there. And off the bat, before you blinked, it's five nothing Armada, and you're like, oh, okay, they're like they have. The, the adrenaline going they're in their own gym for districts Saint Clair settled it down got it to ten to nine at the end of the first quarter and then Armada lost that edge Saint Clair outscored them ten to three in the third went on I think a seven or Armada went on a eight zero run I believe to make it twenty one nineteen to start the third and like all right they got it back at halftime and then Saint Clair would score I think thirteen of the next 17 points to go up 32-26 at the end of three. And they pull away in the fourth with a 49-35 win. Tabitha Furland, 13 points to lead St. Clair. Aaron Saros had nine. Uh, Audrey Schindler had eight. And St. Clair, just another balanced effort. They get through a tough team. Ellen Sutton actually led all scores with 15 for Armada. But St. Clair was was steady throughout the game. They didn't panic when they were down uh, five earlier when Armada stormed back to take the lead. When they needed to tighten it up and when they needed to get it, get it going, they got it going.
1: You know, and and that's part of the process. Like, last year, Saints were pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's a confidence thing. It's learning how to win. Right. And I, and I think during the course of this year, they kind of started – to get that swagger that good teams get.
2: You saw it a little early when they beat Marysville at home. Then they went into a little bit of a lull. They were, what, 5-5 five and five at one point, I think, or 4-4? Four and four. They're 16-6 and six now, and they have been hot down the stretch, including beating Marine City to get a share of the league title, going to Frazier and sealing their share. They beat Cousino at Cousino. Those aren't easy games to win, and they've been winning all the tough ones. And you go into Armada... And they're flying high off the bat, go off on a run, and you able to just calm the waters and take the lead into half and put them away in the fourth quarter with a 17 point effort in the fourth. That's a mature team, and that's putting them away and ending what is a solid Armada team. They're young. I think they'll be a team that maybe in this district next year could be the favorite, but they weren't ready to compete with St. Clair for 32 minutes. And St. Clair in the district final against Marysville.
1: So, this is fun. Number it is. one, the rivalry. Number two, they did split this year.
2: Actually, Marysville took two of three.
1: Two of three, that's right. Yeah, because they is the played in the MAC tournament.
2: This is the fourth time they played, and they're not even in the same league. Yeah.
1: So, so that t- <laughs> that's why I don't like the MAC tournament. Well, but whatever. But, We're going to but, get but this it, matchup. But in this case. These
2: teams can't fool each other, gonna, is my point. Well, in this case. I think it's a little on the coaches. You schedule two non-conference games, <laughs> knowing that's a possibility. But I digress. Yeah, and the interesting part is it's not in Marysville. And the way that Saint Cla- or Marine City has that block against Marysville. I think right now, Saint Clair has that block against Marysville in Marysville. They hate that gym. I don't know why. I don't buy a lot of the reasons. I think it's one. It's just the style of play and the thing with superstitions. The 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 way I look at it. If you think something help or hurts helps or hurts you, then it does. If you think getting your left ankle tape first makes you play better then it does. but if you don't think it's real, then it's not going to affect you. but Saint Clair has that block in Marysville. They lost the two games in Marysville. This one is a neutral site at Armada. It's been moved to noon on Saturday, which is gonna hurt the atmosphere a bit and gonna it's gonna be a different feel but Saint Clair trying to. Get that last punch in, because if they do, they'll have a good chance in the regional. But Marysville, again, they've been steady as they go. Remember, they started 1-2 this year, and we kind of went, uh-oh, is Marysville not the same team? And they've figured it out. They figured it out a little earlier than St. Clair. This should be a fun one. This should be an emotional game.
1: Yeah, i I have a feeling that this game will have some ups and downs to it. That there'll be runs, right? You know, one, one team will will get out to a good start, and then the other team will
2: respond. And it's it's a heavyweight bout, and I think it's going to come down to who shoots better, who takes the better shots, because Saint Clair, I think, has the advantage size-wise inside, but the way Marysville plays their defense, I don't know how easy they'll go and get the ball into the post. Schindler had a good game. I don't know how many rebounds she had against Armada, but the one thing she did that I like, she was strong when she got the rebound. She grabbed it, and sometimes there'd be two Armada girls out, and she had a strong grip. Uh, At the end of the fourth quarter, when Armada was trying to make a comeback, she was kind of getting hacked after a rebound. She held it strong through two, was able to get the outlet. That was a big moment to... Stop any hope of an Armada comeback. She's going to have to play well, but who's going to shoot better? Kara Miller's kind of been that. Hey, sometimes she's on, sometimes she's not. Part of that's because every team knows what she is and basically shades her the whole game. But if she gets going, it's going to be a tough night for St. Clair. I just think uh, Marysville has the edge. They've been playing really well. But St. Clair, I'm not they they're, they're going to have a, a real good chance in this one the neutral site thing is interesting to me especially a saturday at noon how do you respond to that type of i don't know if i'd call it adversity but it's just a change and makes yeah, it a little it, it, different
1: it's it's a little different like it, your day starts differently cuz you're getting up early
2: or and you're not in rhythm like you, you get know. in rhythm of hey i'm going to school hey i'm doing this like you talk to coaches, and sometimes games on snow days are weird. Games over midwinter break are weird, and you get those odd results. Dennis, over the the holidays, we don't put as much stock into some games when they're played on, like, December 30th, and it's not during the school day. you like, all right, the holiday weirdness throws it off. Can't have that excuse this time because it's a district title, and, yeah, are you getting the good night's sleep the night before? What time are you getting there? How's it going? I don't know. It's going to be a lot of things, and at the end of the night, the champions don't make excuses, and they work through all that. And all I know is I'm yeah. hoping for a really fun basketball I just, game. I, I just feel like,
1: uh, again, you you, get you, you, everything is funny until warm start. Right. And then you start shooting around, and, you, and you're a St. Clair kid, and you know that's Marysville on the other right. side. And you're a Marysville kid, and you know that's St. Clair on the other side. And by the time you tip that ball off, it feels like you, you, you kind of lose sense of what day right. it is and what the time is. But the other and you thing start playing ball. That
2: you never really think of until like districts and you're setting up, is there's no game before it, like for Marysville. And you get used to that rhythm of, all right, the JV game's going yep. on. And you know, all right, for a lot of teams, all right, the third quarter just ended. Let's head to the locker room. And you get in that routine where you show up an hour early for the game, and it's like, all right, where are the basketballs? Let's shoot around, I guess. Some will just sit. <laughs> and let, you don't really have that plan, and that's something you don't think about. And it just throws you off rhythm a little bit. And is it a big deal? No. Should that be the difference between winning or losing? No. But that does make a little difference, especially if you're very routine-based. Throws off the routine. Yeah. All right,
1: here's something we knew could happen, but we were hoping that it wouldn't, and then it did, and it just kind of threw a wrench into everything. Carrow's good. So the fact that they beat North Branch 56-53... This isn't an upset, but man, we really had high hopes for North Branch. I'm upset. I know, but I mean, uh, emotionally you're upset, but I mean, we had high hopes for North Branch maybe making a, a you know a quarter-final. Well, they would have
2: to get through Lake Fenton, but yeah. I think I would have liked to see them at least play that game. Yeah. And Caro scores 56. North Branch hadn't given up more than, what, 40? Like, Had they given up for <laughs> I think the first game against Caro, they got to, like, 40. So to give up 56, the answer is going to be the defense. And I'm going to guess Caro shot really well. And am I disappointed a little bit? Does that take away from how... Solid. This North Branch team is no. They are the ones to dethrone MLA City. But yeah, it was just ah. This is one where I'm like, I wanted a little more. Kind of like with the football run in the BWAC. It's like you didn't lose to a bad team. This is not an upset. I'm not. It's not a bad loss. But man, similar you, score. Yeah, not right. <laughs> but man, if you win this game, what could be? What could have been? And I really like this North Branch team. I like the way they played. But you say it all the time, Dennis, one game elimination, you get a hot shooter, it's lights out. And, and we know that, that
1: uh, the Moore Girl for Carroll is an exceptional player. And right. uh, they scored
2: 56, so I'm assuming she had a big game. And Dennis, this game, we weren't bold enough to call it, so I'm, we can't take credit, but we tiptoed around it. Yeah. Yale 43, MLa City 40. We knew that M.L.A.
1: City was vulnerable, and with 40 out, that makes them very vulnerable. And Yale is a good, young, exciting uh, team. And what a turnaround from us thinking that they had lost to right. okay Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. Stay headed backwards. I went, I went with the score that was on there when I when I looked it up um and now they're they're playing for a a, a district uh title against
2: a, a Caro team so and, our hopes lie on Yale and you know even if they don't win this game this is such valuable experience for that young core they know what it's like to be there they're gonna understand even if you fall up short and even if you lose bad you're gonna realize what it takes and it sets that bar uh it it gives you that experience so next year when they're all back, well, most of them are back. Um, I know the older Dykstra is a senior, but you get that a lot of that core back. You know what it's going to take to get there. And it gives you that goal that if you come up short, you know what you need to do to get there. Much like Northern, they're kind of like the BWAC version of Northern a little bit and the fact that they're a young team that's bringing back a bulk of their scoring that we think can be very good next year. I I like this Yale team, and I'm happy that they got to go to a district final and beat M.L.A. City because that's kind of the moment where you see the fruits of your labor, yeah. the work you put in, and as coaches, you can go this is what we can do. We can knock off M.L.A. City. They're not the big bad wolf anymore. Now we get a chance to play Caro and, and get that next win and go to a regional. I,
1: and again, the M.L.A. City girls have done to the BWAC what the Crosslex boys have done to the BWAC in basketball. So I don't care who's playing or not playing. You beat M.L.A. City, that's a big deal. They they, they have been... Just steamrolling that league for four or five
2: years now, and I know that yes, 40s out. But we talk about mental blocks. You think the whole BWAC for a while had a mental block against LA City? That sometimes you see that jersey and you go, "We have to play the perfect game. We can't make any mistakes." Yeah, you and put you pressure on yourself, and, yep. and all they did was show up. Like I say, sometimes you get off the bus, like. Marysville goes to Marine City in football. They get off the bus. Sometimes they put themselves down a touchdown already. Sometimes you go to play M.L.A. City, you get off the bus, and you're down seven points, ten points already because you put that pressure on yourself. Yeah, and in, in, instead of coming off the, the, the bus going, all right, let's, let's play our best tonight, you're coming off the bus waiting for something bad to happen. Right, and Yale getting this win is so big for them. Again, I can't emphasize enough how important it is for that young core to get this experience so next year, if they want to be in the same spot, nothing's new to them. They're not looking around going, oh, wow, district finals, nervous. They, they've they been there. They've done that. They can act like they've been there before. That I was really for Yale, I was really happy, obviously disappointed for MLA City, but I like Yale a lot, and I'm glad they got that win. All right. Uh, Cat
1: City beat Harbor Beach 50 to 33. Memphis edges New Haven 37-36. Their reward for that is they get to play Sandusky. 62
2: to 14. Still Sandusky beat Pack. Still, they beat a team with a winning record. that's you get to a district final, yeah, they're going to lose to Sandusky, but still good for them. That was a team that we I if we had to do picks, we probably would have picked New Haven.
1: You know, uh we talk about uh teams that were trying to get over the hump. Parkway Christian beat Cardinal Mooney 28 to 25 and yes, Cardinal Mooney's girls basketball team has been a problem for Parkway Christian for 3 4 years now. Right. So that's Got to feel good for them. Um, New Haven Merritt beat Austin Catholic forty to seven. Kingston was just being Kingston. They beat Brown City fifty-eight to seventeen. Marlette beat Peck forty-nine to thirty-seven. Deckerville over CPS forty-seven to nine. A lot of weird scores in basketball this it's, year. Yeah, uh, and ubley, uh beats North Huron thirty to twenty-one. So that'll be a Deckerville ubley final. Two schools that don't like each other. Kingston will get Marlette. Uh, Merritt will get Parkway. Uh, Christian Sandusky gets Memphis in all those district finals.
2: All right, so that's it for now. Um, District finals both tonight and tomorrow. Either way, we should have it by Monday as Monday is going to be a jam-packed show with district final recaps and then boys' district previews. We'll We'll have regionals to talk about. We're at least getting... One, two, well, two teams minimum to a district uh, or to a regional semifinal. And we still have a lot of boys basketball to talk about. Yeah, there there were actually a couple of games on Wednesday and a boatload uh, yesterday. And
1: before we go to break, I just want to congratulate Anchor Bay Hockey won a regional. They beat Dakota 5-2 to two in Dakota's home rink to win that uh, regional. They had beaten Utica in the semifinals. So 5-2 uh, TARS, and they're going to a quarterfinal. So congratulations Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based
2: plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings, so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, Comfort and Temperpedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by 100 to 5-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King.
0: Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today.
1: This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern.
0: As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region.
1: I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to
0: eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. <laughs> your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, they uh they snuck a couple of uh Wednesday night boys games in there. Burton Madison who we discovered is pretty good. Yes, uh, they
2: score a lot of points. They beat
1: uh, MLA City 51 to 50, so that's actually MLA not that just the a
2: gauntlet of a non-conference dude. They, they did. Uh and,
1: and and this score is maybe that my, was, my so favorite of all scores that we're going to report. Uppily uh, beating Carroll sixty to
2: forty eight. Well, real quick on the Madison Emily City game, Burton Madison had scored under sixty points twice this year, and it was against uh, I think Beecher and Country Day in two of their five losses. So for Emily City to hold in the fifty one, which I believe is a season low for Burton Madison, it's a good effort defensively. They just couldn't find the offense. So hey, you know what that prepares you for? Prepares you for a game like Richmond, which has been moved to Saturday. In a district where you could play Cross-Lex at some point or a Yale team, yeah, I understand why they played it. And it's a heck of a showing for MLA City. I'm still not, I'm not all in on MLA City. but I'm telling you, they're playing good basketball, and I don't look past them. Yeah, no, the the that's that's a tough out. Uh, all right, so
1: last night, as as we wind down the regular season for the boys, senior night at uh, Port Huron uh, Northern. Uh, Tyler Jamison's last regular season home game. They will get at least a game in the district, and I imagine they'll get a couple games in the district. Um, but uh, Northern beat Marysville. Uh, Marysville is competitive in the first, the third, and the fourth. They were not competitive in, in the second quarter, quarter. Northern went to a different galaxy, and they outscored Marysville 33-5 to in the
2: second And uh, if you haven't seen it, well, Dennis, I'm getting an email saying that Tyler Jameson's wanted for assault (laughs) for the dunk he had to start off the game. in the first quarter where the backboard started moving,
1: murdered that that backboard. He had five dunks last night. Scored 16 points in the uh, the, the game. So Ten of his 16 were dunks. Ten of his 16 were 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 dunks. The first dunk moved the
2: backboard. Like it, if you watch it, it moves the backboard. He he posterized someone and moved the backboard. It was like it it looked like something out of a fantasy land, like. Like, yeah, oh, I'm going to posterize someone and get the backboard to sway back and forth. I dunked it so hard.
1: His second dunk was a reverse. So he went behind his head Mm -hmm. to to dunk the second one. Third dunk was fairly routine (laughs) as dunks go.
2: Should have only counted for one.
1: Fourth time through, he tried to do the one-hand slam, uh, and it hit the heel and, and caromed out. Ah but he made up for it later with two more dunks before uh, he uh, came out of the uh, the game. Alex Jameson hit uh, three threes. Cam Haru hit three threes. Therese Johnson hit two threes. Uh, Caden Cantrell, Jacob Clark, uh, and Tyler Jameson and Kanye Cole all hit one three. You added up, they hit 12 threes last night. Northern was, was slinging it from everywhere, and everything was going in. Uh, they they were they were showing off a little bit,
2: uh, and they had um, four get into double figures. And Tyrese Johnson was what a JV player, yeah. Most of the year, I'm sorry that it's not fair. You're not allowed to bring up a JV player. And I know that the the bench played a little more last night against Mary Zoe and the score got out of hand. But he scores 12, and it's like okay, you just bring up a JV kid, and you can do that. Yeah, no, and and he looks.
1: Like he looks like he's a good player, he looks like he's got a clue out there about you know what to do. So, if you're worried about Tyler leaving, remember they still have Alex, they still have Cam, they still have Amir. Uh, they'll have Tyrese next year. Um, and yeah, they're gonna be all right. M- Malik Thompson hasn't played this season and he should play next year. Uh, Northern's still gonna be pretty good, yeah, <laughs> but they're really good right now. Uh, and you know, and Marysville effort is never an issue with this basketball team. They're, you know, they got exposed last night because they don't have Northern type talent.
2: Yeah. I mean, Northern's a team we think can threaten a regional or at least get to a regional final in D1. Marysville's going up. I give them credit for scheduling this game. They're playing a local team. They're playing, well, we'll talk about it in the third segment, but a Mr. Basketball finalist. Yeah, this is kind of what was supposed to happen.
1: They played everybody, nine kids scored. And everybody who gets on the court gives effort. Right. Um, you know, nobody nobody takes a play off. They give you what they've got. They they were scrappy, right? I mean, the game got into running time in the fourth quarter and their kids are still scrapping and clawing and diving on the right. floor and and going after every loose ball they can get their hands on. So um, I do give them credit. I, I, I think that they have made a marked improvement over the year. And, you know, I don't know what the districts hold for them, but Radford is back and uh, and Tyler Simpson played last night. Um, and those are two guys we said, you know, if they had
2: them during the season,
1: they win five or six games.
2: And is are they going to beat Saint Clair? Probably not. If I'm a Saint Clair fan, am I just not looking forward to that game because it's basically a no win situation? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to playing a a hungry Marysville team. And that well, that kind of gave them a scare the last time. Yes, that gave them a scare. Uh, real quick, we'll just talk about the Saint Clair game because that was the other uh, well, one of the big highlights. Fifty three, fifty two. Saint Clair beats Gross Point North. Braylon France hits basically an association level three <laughs> to take the lead with about seven seconds left. He had a heck of a night. Uh, he ended up with the final of. Uh, it was, it let was me pull a Sean Camo three. Yeah, right. That's a reference two people get, and we're both <laughs> in the same room. That's all right. Um, but it was some Marysville people might remember. Yeah, that. right. But um. Yeah, he had he had a big night and hit the game winner. France is becoming just a dude for for them. Uh, Another young player that we're going to be talking about for three more years. Absolutely, and they get a win over Gross Point North. When I was talking to Coach Distrath, he goes, "Yeah, we probably shouldn't have won that game. They were down 11 going into the fourth and hit a comeback. Essien had a, f- a three to cut it to one. That's a nice win for Saint Clair and a fitting way to send out that gym."
1: Uh and, and you hate that Gross Point North lost this
2: game. I don't I don't have anything <laughs> against the basketball team. But just, it did not break my I, heart. I
1: I'm kinda, you know, 'cause didn't they weren't they the ones that hit the one at the buzzer against, against Crosslex? The, yeah, but so, th- good, I will say and I'm not
2: taking anything away from St. Clair. But this Gross Point North team has just had the worst luck with injuries. If they're all healthy, they are a threat to win some postseason games in D1. Again, still a good team and still a nice win for St. Clair, but I digress. How about the win for Port Huron? 54-52 over Anchor Bay. At Anchor Bay. Yes. And they had um, a game scheduled with Warren Collegiate. Referees weren't scheduled for whatever reason. It, it was tough. um for for that game to get canceled because if they don't play that they go basically two weeks before seeing any uh basketball action so they had to just kind of throw this game together and they do they get a nice win down at anchor bay against the solid team that Dennis you're you wouldn't be shocked if they win uh if they can beat Lon crews north in the district yeah that's the game uh, monday
1: at uh at northern and uh again I've always been a, a Dylan gyra fan. I think he's an excellent player, uh, and now you, you throw in my man Jacques Cousteau, hmm. <laughs> Paul <laughs> Cousteau, Cousteau uh, who can shoot the three and, and is, you know, the, the and and their other guy, like, they're, they're just doing everything better than they did it a right. year ago, uh, and, and it's... Been a noticeable improvement. So For, for yeah.
2: PH, this balanced effort, Garrett James 11, Dwine L. Benjamin 10, Connor Rosen on 9, Jackson Rose 7, Deontay Foy 7, Nate Oriole 6. That is as balanced as you get, and that's what Port Huron does. And what that win does is they finish 12-10, and 10, and you go, okay, they finished 12-10, and 10. that's not a great record. It's the first time Port Huron has finished a season with a winning record since the 14-15 season. And you go back and read the, their season preview. That was one of the two things they wanted to knock off. They wanted to get the league title, and they wanted to finish with a winning record. And they've done both those things going into the postseason. And remember, this is a a team that, Kind of scheduled a gauntlet of a non-conference. They went to Cross Lex. Uh, they they went to Northern. They played uh, who else did they go in? They, they, Genesee, Christian Genesee Christian was at the showcase. Yeah, the showcase yeah. They scheduled Armada, who's a very solid team. They weren't scheduling any cupcakes in the non-conference, and they still end up with a winning record. I like Port Huron. I'm I'm going to be rooting like hell for them against Dakota. Yeah, they 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 are off until Wednesday. They draw Dakota. And th- th- win that game, and you're playing for a district final. And I want to see a port here on Highport here on Northern District Final, and I want to see that gym have 2,000 people in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see them saying, Sorry, we don't have any more room. Right, turning people away. But um, that-, that was a nice win for Port here on. This game was a little interesting, and obviously, you don't know the district draws until a week ago, but Marine City beats Algonac 56 48. What, what does that mean before a rematch in Monday. three days? Yeah, yeah. They play again Monday in the district. Do you hold stuff back? Do you see how things
1: work? like that's, When you're these two teams, you just go out and play basketball and try to
2: win a game because you haven't won many games this year. And Marine City's now won two, and they'll get another crack at Algonac in the, the dist- district quarterfinals Monday in Richmond. Speaking of Richmond, 62-28 over Fraser. Woof. Down goes Fraser. Last year, this was a game that Richmond won on a buzzer beater. I know Fr- Frazier's not great this year. Still, 62-28 against a school with, like, 2,000 kids in it. Whew. Richmond's playing well down the stretch. We kind of challenged yeah, that, them. That Richmond team's pretty good. They are. <laughs> we kind of challenged them. After the Cross-Lex loss, we went, this is a tough schedule. They could slip up. And outside the Armada game, they haven't really come close to slipping up. And they
1: still have, like, one big
2: game to go Emily City even before Saturday, the district starts. Because it got moved because of the impending weather. Uh, Yale takes care of CAPAC 76-36. How about North Branch with the win over Ortonville-Brandon 56-43?
1: Yeah, a 13-point uh,
2: win. Um,
1: uh, North Branch team's a little tough at home, aren't they?
2: Much like And they get I've to host the district, don't they? They finish 7-14. and 14. <laughs> No, it's not a great record. But again, I'm Yale. I don't really love that draw for us, considering last time you played uh, North Branch at North Branch, you won by two points. Yeah. So, and and Brandon's not a great team. They're just a bit of below 500, but still, 13 point win breaks the four game losing streak. I don't I don't dislike this North Branch team. I think they're really solid. Um, all right, let's get to the juiciest game of the night, the one that uh has gotten Mike McAndrews off Dennis's Christmas card list.
1: Well, I'm I'm actually glad that I didn't go to this because <laughs> I would be despondent for for we would be well into the baseball softball season before I was
2: over this. Bishop Foley beats Cardinal Mooney 50 to 48 on a half court buzzer beater that banked in and Bishop Foley, Dennis's arch nemesis, Gets the win over Cardinal Mooney through a little bit of controversy. May or may not have been a travel and or double dribble before Look like the like one to me. I know Den- Dennis sure thinks so, but... I also thought it was a five-second call. It was not, I can tell you that, but Dennis is... your stopwatch and real time might not be the same. I know Dennis just doesn't want Foley to win. Looked like a ten-second call to me. Oh, uh, but I'm glad that that happened in a pretty meaningless final game of the year i know going into the playoffs you always want to win but you get a a battle tested game for mooney and yeah it's oh part of me wishes if if sc4 didn't have a rescheduled game for last night that's where i would have been and of course a a half court prayer goes in and (sighs) you know what you said how gross point north had the karma for earlier in the year it's Mooney's karma for earlier in the year when they won a game against Clintondale on basically the same shot. Ugh. I know, but it had to be against Foley just to poke and prod at you, Ugh. and yeah. Ugh. So that was another game. Something else. So happened. Mike, <laughs> Mike needs to needs to uh, stay away from Dennis because you are not on his side right now, but in all seriousness, um, I'm ready for Mooney postseason basketball because Foley's a team that can win their district. Mooney's a team we expect to win their district and give a fight in the regional. Cardinal Mooney did not play an easy schedule, and I think that'll pay dividends in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I I do uh, too. Uh, Brown City rolls beating Peck
1: uh, 60-40. I think they're just uh, warming up here because... Again, uh, I don't like putting pressure on teams, but uh, but dang it, I want a district title from the Green Devils.
2: We put pressure on them after what? Before the Almont game. Uh, once they beat Marlette, we kind of said, all right, you want to be a legit team that we take seriously, can make a deep run. You go out, you beat a BWAC team, you, you should beat the rest of the teams on your league schedule, And not only did they do that, they won every game by double digits. They did so handily. Getting ready for a home district, you're 21-1. and Well, for the regular season, that obviously sets the record for most wins in a season. I don't know the last time Brown City won 20-plus basketball games in a season. Go win at least a couple more. You can do this. You're proving it. You're playing your best basketball right now. Just like... uh, I really like this Green Devil team, and I'm going to be all in on them if they win a district. They have the ability to. You did what we asked down the stretch. Do it for two more games. Yep.
1: Uh, Carroll beat Marlette 74 42, so nobody in Marlette is getting a Christmas card from me. Uh, Cass City, a lot of high scoring games. Cass City 85, Memphis 43. Sandusky beat Laker 67 to 49. Lakers 67-49. to Lakers are a good team, too. Yeah, um, and, and Sandusky's had a nice year. Uh, Reese 44, Ubley 38, and Lakeshore beat New Haven Merritt in another run-and-gun game. 77-53 was the final in that one. And that's all the uh, boys' uh, scores. But we're not done yet. No, we are not. It's time to launch a campaign, Dennis. <laughs> So, uh, a political announcement from Brady is is coming up uh, in just a moment. When we uh, when we give you some news.
2: Marysville I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future.
0: Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I just want to throw
1: in how competitive is Brady Beaton? So I get a text the other night uh, because he's upset with me because I went on the air. He, He timed it out. He said, you went on the air six seconds after I started. You did. Damn you. So that made me the 700th game. Yeah, so
2: we've passed 700 (laughs) games. And after doing 700 (laughs) games, after being around, uh, Dennis got the news this morning. Tyler Jamison, officially a Mr. Basketball finalist. One of five. And as his unofficial campaign manager, we are starting the crusade to get Tyler Mr. Basketball. I will be up front do not know a whole lot about the other four candidates, but I know a whole hell of a lot about Tyler Jamison. I know anyone that's seen him play understands the level he plays at. The numbers he put up this year at times are video game numbers. I mean, he's averaging what? Probably around 30, 13, and what would you say, 6 to 7 assists? Around there. Uh, I mean, at at least, and his rebounds might even be higher than that. That's conservative. And here's the thing, Dennis. You know this. I know this. A lot of people that have watched him know this. If he wanted to, if he was a selfish player, he could inflate those numbers. If Brian Jameson was the kind of coach to try to push for that, he could inflate those numbers. Because how much did he play last night against Marysville? Not his normal
1: number of minutes like
2: you know the first
1: half was a a normal so let's say he plays it was a normal first half but again he it was about everybody else and he wasn't making it about him
2: except when he was dunking right so let's say he gets 30 (laughs) minutes in a normal game how much did he play last night Probably under 20. Okay, so that's 10 minutes worth of stats that he could. You extrapolate that through a whole season. He could add more to this. Tyler Jamison is as deserving as a Mr. Basketball candidate as there can be. And you just look at his numbers. And again, anyone who's watched him play gets it. I have not met one person that's seen Tyler Jamison play and been like, Eh, you hyped him up too much. He always exceeds expectation. He makes me look really smart. we last year at the showcase at SC4. Um, he, he was the last game, and I was going out with a friend after, and I said to him, I said, hey, dude, just come to this game out. Well, don't meet me at wherever we're going. Come to the game and you'll see him. And that was the Troy Athens game where he scored like 16 in the first quarter, including hitting an NBA three. He just keeps getting better and he's doing it against tough competition. He's done it against Tam Tramick. He's done it against New Haven. He's done it against Gross Point North. He's done it against Ann Arbor, Huron, and uh, whoever else they beat over the holiday tournament. He cross Lex. he's doing it against the best of the best. He's not doing this in the Mac Bronze, the Mac White, uh, Dakota he's done it against. So competition isn't an issue. The numbers aren't an issue. Winning isn't an issue. He has the resume for Mr. Basketball, and come hell or high water, I'm going to campaign for him to get Mr. Basketball because I don't know if there's a more deserving player in the state. And I again, I know nothing about the other four finalists I'm sure they are all hell of high school basketball players and are probably deserve it you're basically said you're one of the five best seniors in the state, but damn it, we're getting Tyler Jameson Mr. Basketball doing whatever I can to influence everyone because he deserves it, and the other thing, he is a great kid and he's so easy to root for well that that's
1: the thing stats, whatever you know the uh, everybody. Has got great stats. This is a this is a good person. Uh, this this is a this is a nice young man. Um, he he kind of pulled me to the side last night and said, "Hey, I just I wanted to be the one to tell you guys, right, that uh, I I've been nominated. Um, I know you guys have been you know rooting for me all year, and you know he, he wanted to say thank you and he wanted to make sure that the news came from him directly mm. to us that we didn't have to read about it." in a Mick McCabe article. Um, so, like, he he's just, he gets it. He knows he's good. He knows how good he is. But he's humble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he's unselfish. Uh, he roots for his little brother. Right. I had three older brothers. None of my older brothers rooted for me. <laughs> he genuinely wants Alex to do well. I think he... He would love it if Alex broke all the records. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I about don't that. think. I don't think those records can be touched. I really don't. Well, but I mean, I I think he'll be rooting for his brother
2: to do as well at Northern as he did. And here's the thing: you talk about all that, but he has that that that. Uh, how do I want to? Well, put it? he's that got killer and c- competitive spirit. And he you wants can to win. Tell him. Dennis when you watch the game, and sometimes hey, he might think he got fouled and he doesn't get a call or he gets fouled hard. You can see him get that that look in his eye and he goes, I'm scoring the next six points and there's not a damn thing you can do to stop me. Like There are times he comes down the floor and he will be selfish for a couple possessions, and because he can and he needs to be sometimes to score, and he goes, I'm scoring. You're not stopping me. I'm using my right hand. I'm going to get to the, the, the block, and I'm going to go up to for a layup, and if I miss, I'm getting my rebound, and I'm scoring, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And again, he's not doing this. It's not like he only did it against Marysville, who's having a down year. He didn't do it against PH and in their in their crosstown rivalry. He does it against these elite teams against Gross Point North and you see him do it against Eisenhower yeah. and and, and Tremont ha- Yeah. Uh, we already listed all the teams he's done it against. You can't find a knock of why he doesn't deserve Mr. Basketball. Now someone one of those other five kids are averaging thirty five points a game. I don't think they are, but if they are, I'll tip my cap to him and say, well earned. Tyler Jameson should be Mr. Basketball. Dennis, I think I first said it in, what, December, that he should be a finalist for it, a serious candidate, that he is as dominant of a player as we've seen covering and especially you doing it for 30 years. Uh, I mean, okay, so for me, it goes
1: back a couple years ago, the the COVID year. Um, No, it wouldn't have been the COVID year, would it? It would be the year after the COVID year. When did they play Dakota in the final, and it was a Saturday?
2: That was the COVID. That was his sophomore year. Yeah.
1: Northern didn't have a lot, and he against a really good Dakota team. That was a Dakota team that was loaded. Right. He just basically put his basketball team on his back, and he played like all but one minute of that game because they couldn't take him out. Mm -hmm. And through three quarters... He had Northern right there in, in the game, and then it's just, you know, unless you're a robot, you just can't for four quarters against what Dakota had. But I, I walked away from that going, oh, my God, this kid was a sophomore this year. Right. He's unbelievable. And then the 59-point game against Cousin O last year, he could have scored 70, folks. He could have scored 70, and nobody would have said he was Padding it or running it up or anything, the way the game went. But he passed up a lot of easy baskets to get other guys involved. So you look at the end of the night, he's got 59, and somebody else has got four or, or six or right. whatever. And you say, oh, well, he takes all the shots. He doesn't. That's The other kid has four or six because he passed up a shot to get that kid.
2: A couple of buckets. That's why I say he, if you watch him play, you understand he does this unselfishly. And I, it's the BCAM that votes for it. So the Coaches Association. I'm putting it out to every coach here. He sh- he's your vote. He's your vote. I'm casting it for you. Anyone in our reach listening, Tyler Jameson, number one, Mr. Basketball Candidate. And... He is as deserving as a player. And Dennis, with the teams we covered, when was the last time Mr. Basketball was even somewhat of a conversation? Like even honorable mention, maybe. Yeah. Like it's been a long time and he has just been a joy to watch the last three years. It I'm really glad that we started this up right as he yeah. blossomed because he is. You can make an argument he might be the best basketball player to come through the area. Obviously, neither of us saw the Zulovs that went to play at Michigan State and I think Marquette, and then he the one of them went to Bowling Green. Yeah. But it's been a long time, so that was in the 80s. That was four, like 35 years ago now. He is the player of a generation, and he is getting the recognition he deserves, even if he doesn't win it. Being named a finalist is an awesome honor for him. Being... Told well, you. I just –
1: because we've talked about this before, Brady. We're in no man's land here. Mm-hmm. This area doesn't get a ton of respect or, or coverage. We're, we're just far enough away from the Detroit market that they kind of don't pay attention.
2: Well, the, the world ends at 23 miles. Yeah. You know that. That if you have to go up north of 23 miles, it's nothing but farms, and then you fall off the earth two miles past 23 Yeah,
1: the earth, is, the, the earth is flat, and Port Huron is the end of the world. Right.
2: Lord help them when they have to go to Cross Lex. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, they, they don't even think they
2: can find it with their GPS. <laughs> right. But he's been getting the recognition he's deserved all year. And this is the culmination of it. And I guarantee you if you ask him, would you trade Mr. Basketball for a regional title? Wouldn't even be a thought for him. Hell yeah, he would. And guess what? He can do both. Because again, team success. Check. Athletic success. With, the, with just the pure numbers. Check. The damn valedictorian. Too. I was just gonna say, you know, <laughs> like we're, we're missing another like part of this kid is he's smart, right? And you're just like, all right, what aren't you good at? <laughs> like, <laughs> so he has all those things you, you mentioned. The, the person he is, I know that doesn't factor into Mister Bass. The
1: only thing higher than his scoring average is his grade point average,
2: right? and that seriously, <laughs> but um, congratulations to him. Tell your friends, Tyler Jamison for Mr. Basketball. You're walking down the street or you're, you're going at a restaurant, just let someone know, hey, Tyler Jamison for Mr. Basketball. I don't care if they don't even know, follow high school basketball. You let them know. You campaign. You see a coach, you say, vote for Jamison. Vote for Jamison. Vote for Jamison. Because this is the campaign, and no, I'm not going to shut up until it's announced in a couple <laughs> weeks. And then he's either going to be really happy or he's going to be real bitter. Well, as long as they have – again – I think him and I both would trade team success there for, for Mr. Basketball. But even being named a finalist is saying, you're one of the five best seniors in the state. All right,
1: and I, I'm, I have nothing to add to that, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and, and Brady's absolutely right. This is, uh, this is a great basketball player
2: and an even better person. So, so uh, And then tomorrow, I will Saturday at noon, St. Clair, Marysville, Ad Armada for a girls' district. All right. And, uh,
1: And enjoy our most recent snowmageddon.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.